Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. 3D rendering engines are becoming more important than ever in this era of VR, AR, and other realities as they are becoming a more frequent part of our real world. And part of our developer reality as well, as visualization is one of the key components in new Web 3.0 apps. That's why you should definitely pay attention to this next segment, where Babylon.js will take us beyond the stars. Babylon is here with a new update, and what an exciting update it is! Did you know that Babylon.js was named based on a popular sci-fi show Babylon 5? I haven't seen it myself, but if it's at least as good as this update, I am all for it as it is packed with features, well, straight from science fiction. Starting from the biggest one for me personally is definitely a new web standard called WebGPU. Where would we be without a new standard each month, am I right? But this one seems to be a one that we actually want. WebGPU represents the next evolution in communication between your GPU and your browser. Built by W3C's GPU for the Web community group, from the ground up with performance in mind, WebGPU offers web developers access to some of the most advanced modern graphic capabilities such as computing shaders and lighting fast texture loading. So, what's the difference between WebGPU and WebGL, you might ask? Well, in terms of performance and experience, a big one. With WebGPU, you can support not just the OpenGL on the web like with WebGL, but also Vulkan, Metal and DirectX 12. So it's basically one API to unite all the APIs together. And the best thing about all this, it's all available in the same API through Babylon.js. No need to learn another graphics API. And we will stay with our lovely standards for a while longer because we move on to WebXR. A big part of the new web experience, which can be seen nowadays, especially in the e-commerce space, is WebXR. This allows us to try out the sunglasses we like or see if the Pekealech from IKEA fits with the rest of our bedroom. Now, if you're like me and your main concern are colors under certain lights, fear no more. WebXR advancements made possible with Babylon will bring us estimation of lighting from real-world locations and thus matching lighting and shadows with our virtual world locked object. This sounds futuristic for sure, especially for iPhone users where this standard is yet to be supported. And last but not least from this update is cross-platform development. More and more developers are writing code once and deploying it everywhere at the same time. After all, we all want to have apps available for everyone, right? And that's why cross-platform native deployment is coming to Babylon.js 5 to develop native and web applications. This will allow developers to build their apps for as many platforms as possible. From now on, there should be less excuses why something cannot be done for both native and web apps. There are a couple more features in Babylon 5, so let's take a look at some of those. Babylon comes with a performance profiler 
This lets us see the performance in real time and can definitely come in handy. There is also a beta version of GUI Editor, which lets you create UIs for your next killer app with drag and drop. There is a brand new build system, new node material nodes, improved shadow performance and much more. I think we can all agree they managed to do impressive stuff with all of the improvements and new features and this should make working with 3D in the web a more inclusive space. Don't forget to check the link in the description below and go have some fun with the demos. I'm sure they will blow your mind while keeping your devices cold as ice. We haven't caught up with Solid, the reactive JavaScript library for building UIs in a while, and they just released a big new 1.4.0 version with loads of updates, so now it's definitely a good time to take a quick look at what's new. As for the new features, top-level arrays are now supported when creating stores, and the over-execution that was hand-in-hand -hand with this is now gone and rendering data as it is being fetched or streaming, which is a strong feature of Solid, now gets a new the first stream option that we can use to specify if the stream should wait for the resource to be loaded for more control over this mechanism. We also get stale resource reads, which give us the ability to read the latest data of a resource without triggering a loading state and the Babel plugin for Solid now lets us configure multiple custom renderers that gives us the ability to specify which tags should be resolved by which resolver. As for the improvements, a top-level create effect will now be synchronous and thus run immediately, and the handling of null and undefined and spreads and classes is improved and JSX should no longer throw exceptions or write these values down as strings. We also get some new TypeScript stuff for components. We get new supplementary parent component and flow component types to better distinguish a component that may have children or always have children. The component type itself no longer has an opinion on whether it should have children or not, and there is also a new void component which may never experience the joys and frustrations of having children. There are some more updates like batching mutable array methods for mutable objects, support for React JSX transform, and some more, plus some deprecations. So make sure to check out the GitHub release notes attached for more information. A lot of interesting things have happened recently in the world of web development, so let's have a brief overview of some of the most prominent ones. The Jest testing library, whose newest release we were discussing on the latest episode of Medified, will be transferred to OpenJS Foundation from the meta open source, and this seems to make a lot of sense, since Jest has already been primarily maintained by a group of external developers, and its latest release, Jest 28, was made out of contributions, two-thirds of which were committed by first-time contributors. What happens next is a lot of transferring, the domain, the repository, the website and everything else in between, but the important part is that this does not change how Jest is developed and it should not directly affect anybody who is using it. Cloudflare, Vercel, Shopify and core contributors of Node.js and Deno have joined forces and established a new community group for web interoperable JavaScript runtimes. 
The main argument for the formation of this group is that while what WG have long pioneered the efforts for developing standardized APIs for the web platform, they are also limited by it. The result of this is that non-browser equivalents of such APIs may blow chunks. So, what does this community group do for us? Well, hopefully, more portable code without the need to polyfill libraries in different environments. The creator of Chakra.js, a very popular React UA library, has blessed us with his new project called Zag.js. It's a collection of UI components, and it's all powered by state machines. Drawing inspiration from stuff like XState, it abstracts the logic for common components like accordions, menus, and dialogues into a single system so that you never ever have to repeat yourself in writing the logic for these again. It currently works with React, Vue, and Solid, and from what I've seen on the internet, the support for more frameworks is coming. Can't wait to try this one out. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later.